Hello, all you wonderful members of the Rockwood Ward. I'd like to welcome you back to Building Zion in the Rockwood Ward. I am again Mike Riano. I'm your host doing these interviews here. And what a wonderful opportunity it is to get to meet everyone and chat and have these interviews. I really have enjoyed it so far. And we've only, you know, we're only a few of men. Of course, being new at this and all, still having technical difficulties, uh, half of my recording did not work when I transferred over to the computer. So the audio for me during the recording is going to be a little bit quieter, but you can hear our guests just fine. But speaking of our guest today, I had the wonderful chance to sit down with Sister Terry Heineke. Uh, she's uh, newly returned back to our ward and she's a wonderful lady. She had a, a fun life story, a lot going on, and she's currently serving in the Relief Society presidency as a second counselor, and she's doing a great job there. Really love her and, and all of that. So here's your chance to get to know her a little bit better, and then make sure you say hi to her, and, and when you see her there at church, and tell her how much you enjoyed the podcast. And then, of course, schedule a chance for yourself to be on the podcast as well, because I would love to talk to you also. So anyways, here we go with our interview with Sister Terry Heineke. Okay, so let's get started then. Uh, let's see, what are two or three memories and thoughts about your childhood that stand out? Is this working? Yeah. Yeah, it is, already, okay. I'm ready to go. Okay, two or three memories that stand out. Yeah, stuff from your childhood. Just, you know, I don't, I really don't remember a lot of details. My, my siblings sometimes bring things up and I say, oh, but we lived in Las Vegas. I grew up in Las Vegas and okay. uh, we lived out in the desert as All my, desert yeah, well, we lived out, actually we lived out at the end of Nellis Air Force Base. Okay. And i uh, think probably that's where I've always had the fascination of airliners and jets because they used to go right over our house. Oh, I wow. mean, really cold, close, yeah. low. Because booming sound and everything. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was just fascinating for me to stand there and watch them, you know, this little kid, eight or nine years old or whatever, watching these, um, you know, jets, yeah. Air Force jets going over our head and and we lived down the street from my dad's brother's family, so we had five other cousins that we, I mean, we were just dirt, dirt rat um, kids. We just played out in the dirt yeah. outside. And I mean, it was desert, just nothing yeah. but desert, catching horny toads and playing in the dirt. And it was like puff dirt out there. Oh, yeah. Um, and we had puff a... Dirt. It's just real fine, powdered, powdery Take like dirt. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you know, we always look like little rug brats out there, but <laughs> we used to have fun with our cousins that lived up the street, and yeah. we were all about the same age until they moved, and then my parents divorced, and we moved. Oh, no. But um, you know, when I was little, that's what I remember okay. a lot about. Um. um we had a horse at one time. We had a little goat that we called Billy. Yeah. That every time you turned your back on him, he would butt you in the behind. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yep. 
And that was fun. I remember my dad butchering a chicken one time and he chopped the head off of that chicken and it, I was just blown away because yeah. the chicken's running around without it's his head. Running, right? <laughs> yeah, and so that was, those are just some of the memories. Yeah. Where'd you move to when you let, ended up leaving there? Well, we stayed in Las Vegas, but oh, we just moved to it. Yeah, Mary. my mom remarried after about five years, I think. Okay. And we moved to the other side of town. Okay. So by then I was, I think I was in eighth grade, ninth grade, eighth grade. Mm-hmm. So we lived on a street and we had a, we had, we lived in a great ward when we moved up there. Yeah. Uh, went to, met kids and I went to seminary and okay. high school with together. Yeah. That I have, still have a connection with a couple that's of those good. girls that I went to school with. Mm-hmm. So that's cool because that's been, you know, over half a century ago. <laughs> How old can be that long? You're what, 29 or yeah, so? Yeah, you know, we wish. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and I had five, four brothers and a sister, and okay. I was the oldest girl, and my mom started uh, working for Kentucky Fried Chicken to the, at the first franchise oh, really? that ever came to Las Vegas. She yeah. was the manager of the first Kentucky Fried Chicken. Okay. And that man, Kent Prestwich, was a member of the church. Mm-hmm. And he, I think, influenced us a lot, my mom especially. Okay. Um, I remember my mother, myself, my twin brother, and my older brother, and I think my next younger brother, David, all were baptized the same day. Okay, wow. Very good. Yeah, so that's when my mother became a member of the church. She wasn't yeah. before that. Okay. But my dad was. My dad has family from back in the 1850s and oh, 60s yeah. that were members of the church okay. from way back. So. Yeah, crossing the plains and yep. all that, right? Yep, came out to Utah and Nevada. Yeah. So. Awesome. Anyway, I mean, I, you know, my family, I mean, my parents divorced when I was 12, But I feel like I had a, I mean, I don't have any negative thoughts about my childhood. Okay, good. You know, I mean, it wasn't perfect, but I'm certainly, certainly (laughs) there were people that had much worse. So I have to be grateful for that. Very good. So. All right. So how would you describe the development of your faith? I don't even know. I I just know that, and I've had this feeling numerous times, I've always known the gospel was true. Okay. Where that came from or when, I'm not sure. Um, you know, I, I kind of grew up in the church. I was 10 when we got well, baptized, but, yeah. um, and I wasn't always active, but part of that was because, you know, I was dependent on other people, but... Yeah. Once I got into high school, I remember I I went to seminary and Mm -hmm. went to church every Sunday. And I guess just, it just, Just I just always knew. So I guess that's how it developed. I had that, I don't know. Yeah, you're kind of like me on that, where that was just never the challenge, right? Yeah, it it really wasn't. uh, I don't ever think that I 
didn't not believe it. Right. Plenty of other challenges in life. Yes. But that's not one that we have I to don't think, it. no. And I wasn't ever challenged, you know. Yeah, I mean, nobody yeah. ever said mm-hmm. that that's not true or how do you think you can believe that or, yeah. you know, nobody threatened me with a life, with my life if I didn't deny it or anything. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know, just, it's always been there. That's about as good as I can explain it. (laughs) Okay. So what role has missionary service played in your life? Well, um, I mean, I've not ever been a missionary. Mm -hmm. I think um, has missionary service played, you mean like missionaries coming to me or... Any of your feelings about missionary work or personal experiences? I love missionaries... Even when I was not active, and I was not active for a long time, anytime I'd see the missionaries, if I was within, you know, speaking distance or whatever, I would always go up and say, hi, you know, elder, whatever, whatever, shake their hand, Mm -hmm. ask them, you know, where you're from or whatever. And I never turned them away if they ever came to my door, which happened, you know, a few times when I was not active. Yeah. And the missionaries in this ward, I just absolutely adore. I <laughs> I've never had you such good say, yeah. I don't know what it is, if it's this ward, if it's just myself, but I just love those missionaries. Yeah. Especially Sister Walker. Yeah. She and I had a some kind of connection. I don't know. I I told her I think maybe we might have known each other before we came to this earth. Uh, yeah, we could have. That's very possible. We absolutely. very well could have. You yeah. know, sometimes you have this uh, f- closeness with somebody that you don't even know, yeah. and you feel like there's. Who's that? Hey, hey, I'm right in the middle of something. Can you come back, sweetie? Yeah. Okay. Um, I just and I'll be sending Sister Walker a copy of this too oh you are? yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah I every once in a while you meet somebody that you feel like there's just a connection Yeah. and she was one I don't know why That's awesome. she's a sweetheart and yeah. I love her to death and miss her yeah and as far as other missionary work that I mean, I've never been one, and none of my siblings have ever been on one. None of my children have ever been on a mission, so. Yeah, okay. But I think that's about the most I've had as far as relation or, you know, connection with missionaries. Yeah, all right. So what relationships have had the most impact on your life? Um, my brother yeah. that lives here. Okay. He's been on a mission. Is that the one in uh, Knoxville? Knoxville. Grundy? Bundy. 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 Yep. Okay. Dean. Yeah. He's my oldest brother, and he and I are the only active members in our family. Okay. Other than his kids, some of his kids and my kids. But yeah. siblings, he and I are the only ones. And for a long time, he was the only one. Yeah. He's been faithful his entire life. Good. Uh, and my daughter. Yeah. The one that came out a couple times. Yep. Sarah. Okay. She's the only one of my kids that are active. Yeah. And has been 
pretty much since she was letting me know, because I brought the kids up in, in the church. Okay. They were all baptized at eight years old and stuff. So, But she's the only one that's remained faithful. Yeah. So they've been so good far. examples. Still there is true. That is true. <laughs> They'll come back someday. That's exactly right. Don't give up on them, right? Nope. Yeah. Uh, what about the temple? What, uh, what role has the temple played in your life? I love seeing the temples. Yeah. Um, my first husband and I went to the temple on the first time to be sealed, and we had four kids at the time. Yeah. In 1984. Okay. What temple was that? It was the Oakland Temple. Ah, very good. We lived uh, in Nevada at the time, yeah. and Oakland was the closest temple. Okay. And that was pretty special. I used to live about 45 minutes away from the Oakland Temple. Did you? That's where we went and did youth baptisms and all that. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's it's a really beautiful temple. It is. Yeah, and it's the the view from up there. Uh, you can see all of the oh, San yeah. Francisco Bay and everything. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, and when we lived in the Philippines, I remember the first time we went to the Manila Temple, I just felt, when I came in there, I felt like, I was coming home. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's a much smaller temple, but it was it was cool to go down there into Manila to all the poverty and humanity of Manila if you've ever been in a third world country. Right. But then you come to this beautiful, peaceful setting. Yeah. You know, and you just leave the world behind. So... I guess that that's and family history part of it. Mm -hmm. I started that back in 1979. I got the bug, yeah, and I discovered the name of one of my, I think it was my great grandmother on my mother's side. Uh -huh. Her name was Sarah Elizabeth Poole. Okay, and when I was doing that, I didn't do any of the work for. Her. I was just doing the genealogy. Yeah, I thought. Oh, boy, when I have a daughter, if I ever have a daughter, that's going to be her name, Sarah Elizabeth. Yeah. And that's her name. Aha, good. Sarah Elizabeth. Yeah. So that's when I first got the, the genealogy bug. Yeah. And I've had that. That's addictive, too, isn't it? Off and on ever <laughs> yeah. since. And it's always had a special meaning to me, genealogy and learning who your family um, you know, your ancestors are, and yeah. I have three ancestors that came over on the Mayflower. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, that's kind of cool. Yeah. But there's been a lot of work done for my family through the years, mm -hmm. uh, on both sides of my family, because even though my mother wasn't a member for a long time, her brother was. Okay. And they did lots, in fact, my aunt, they hired a a professional at one point oh, really? and traced some names back to like the 1200s I think oh, goodness. so there's been a lot of genealogy and temple work for yeah. a lot of my family my ancestors on both sides of my family yeah good. so yeah I love branching off on cousin lines and in-law lines oh gosh there's yeah, yeah I mean there's so much to do. There is, even though you think, oh, all my family's done, all the work's yeah. done. Yeah. But it's when you start done. branching out, exactly. it's sometimes overwhelming, and I think, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. 
But you I just have a fun feeling though when when you find just like the one census wreck, you're like, oh, I've been misspelling the name the whole time. Look yeah, at all this information we just found. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I need to do a little bit more of that in depth type of yeah the discovery, but I do love it. Yeah, and I love the indexing. Shortly, the uh, 1950 census is going to be released. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think it's uh, maybe next month. Seem like sometime this year. Wow, I'll yeah. be able to see my mom and dad on there. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's gonna be that'll <laughs> yeah, be very interesting. For Seventy-two years before. Wow. Yeah. That is cool. There'll be a big push to get them all indexed real quick too. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So that'll be that'll be fun. That'll be good times right there. It will. All right. Where are we? Uh, professional life. What kind of work? You do. Well, for a long time after I was uh, married, I didn't work. We yeah. had had kids. Um, well, she worked harder than anyone else, but yeah, but well, I didn't work out of the home. <laughs> yeah. But when my youngest daughter was three, we were living in Alaska, and we had just moved up there, and I just wanted to do something. Yeah. And so I became a school bus driver. Oh, okay. And that was that's been my career for since 1991. I oh, wow. I trained and got all my credentials mm -hmm. in December in Alaska. Oh, goodness, <laughs> you couldn't have worse conditions yeah. of anywhere I've driven since. Mm -hmm. Nothing can compare to the dark and the snow and the ice wow. and the freezing cold and trying to drive a school bus and find your way on yeah. a route in the dark All brand new and to brand new. Yeah. Kids screaming in your ears. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I've, I've loved it. And like I said, I've done it since 1991 until I retired 2018. Okay. I've been a school bus driver, a substitute bus driver, a driver trainer, yeah. a routing secretary, uh, district trainer, Okay. For, you know, keeping the all of our bus drivers, all their credentials. Oh yeah, a lot to track um, on that, isn't it? Yep, all that up to date, all the time because, you know, if their CDL expires or their DOT physical expires, yeah. they're not eligible to drive, and then we have a bus that sits there and can't go pick up children. Yep. So, Kids school did late. the whole. <laughs> I've done the whole gamut. And now, since I retired, I substituted here oh, really? in Tennessee for three years. Yeah. And that was a whole new experience because yeah. the roads around East Tennessee are bizarre, to <laughs> say the least. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's definitely the case. Yeah, the hills and the curves. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, nothing like that I had ever experienced before, but... Mm -hmm. It was fun. Yeah. I, I just loved it. Good. Um, what's the craziest thing you had to deal with with kids on the bus? Well, when I first started, I was a substitute bus driver, and they would always get me to send out on the worst routes because yeah. I didn't fall apart and go berserk or start uh, okay. screaming and yelling and using foul language. Yeah. And Which managed to get the kids to kids. school. Yeah. Um, and so... Every once in a while, you know, somebody would have a fight or one time in the winter, this was not in Alaska, this was in Washington. 
I went down the hill to pick up kids and came back up the hill and got about halfway up and started sliding back down the hill. Oh no. And I managed to get the wheels turned so that they kind of went in the snow berm. Okay. So I didn't keep going yeah. any further. I mean, that was the best I could do and they had to come pull me out, but <laughs> that was pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, one time in the winter in Alaska, another driver was killed when he was out putting chains on. Oh no, someone gave So that was rather um, disturbing yeah. to us, you know, as, as fellow bus drivers. And um, when, when I first was a driver, I had only been a driver about a month. My little niece, this was not in the same state, but my little niece was run over and killed by her bus driver. Oh no. And I'd only been a bus driver about a month at that time. Yeah. And that was pretty sad. And oh. it did cause me to be much more um, pay attention and yeah. aware of things around the bus because yeah. I would never, ever want to have to live through that. How horrible yeah. for the person that, that did it, yeah. you know. Uh, that little five-year-old thing you run over, it's just, <sighs> I never wanted to, to take the chance of having that happen to me. So I had, I was always yeah. very cognizant about, you know, the children and where they were when I was picking them up or dropping them off mm -hmm. because of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. People just fly past the buses. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so dangerous. Yep. I've had um, police car go through my red lights one time. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> takes all kinds. That's right. That's exactly right. Uh, so, um, what influenced you to take the professional course that you did? Well, I mean, I just, it just kind of, I saw an ad in the paper yeah. I was looking for something to do, and I thought, oh, I, I yeah, could do that. Will, right? yeah. I don't know. I mean, I had no idea, but, you know, it's a two-week course. You have to be trained to be a school bus driver. You yeah. can't just hop in a bus and, yeah. and yeah. take off. It's not that easy, and you have to learn all about the bus that you're driving, even under the hood, and, yeah. and how to okay. do all the procedures when you're picking up children and dropping them off and... You know, you have to know the rules of the road, obviously, and yeah. it just, I didn't feel like it was something that I couldn't do, and I thought, oh, this this yeah. could be good, and it just suited you, and you stayed with it. Yep, me. and I, I could do it, and I thought, well, if I do that, then I'll be home when the kids are out of school. Yeah. When they're out on the summer, I'll be home. Yeah. So it was a perfect fit to That's me. awesome, Yeah. So that's that's mostly why I did it. Okay. And it worked out. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Uh, what has nurtured your testimony the most during your adult life? Uh, I don't know. Just, I think, following other people's examples. Okay. Um, um, have a, I have a testimony of prayer. I just know he's there, and he knows me, and that's just, 
help my testimony. But like I said before, I've always known the gospel's true, even when I wasn't living it. Yeah. I knew it was true, and I don't know, I guess maybe that's helped yeah. with my testimony. But I can never get up and, and bear it yeah. because <laughs> it, it's just, thing, well, it's not so much nerves, but just uh, it's so emotional to me. Okay. I don't know why. It, <laughs> yeah, and that's embarrassing to get up and, you know. Yeah, yeah. People don't want to see me up there all, <laughs> you know, nose red and tears running down yeah. my face and not yeah. being able to talk. And mm -hmm. But I, it's not that I don't have one. Yeah, yeah. I just, um, sometimes I can do it one-on-one. -on -one, okay, good. But. Yeah, it's I have done it before. Yes. But it's it's very difficult. Okay. Very difficult. It's a weakness I have. Yeah. So one of these one of these Sundays I should call you out of the crowd and say, Hey, come on up. <laughs> <laughs> now that you know me <laughs> you won't do that. <laughs> exactly. I wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> now Brother Perks, he might. <laughs> Brother Perks, yeah. He might. I love Brother Perks. He's, yeah. He is a character. He definitely is. Okay. Um, what life experiences cost you to, caused you to trust most in God? You know, I wrote down here, when I was having my last child in the Philippines, mm -hmm. everything was normal until after she came out. And then I started hemorrhaging. Oh, no. The... I think they pulled too hard on the placenta, mm -hmm. and I hemorrhaged. I ended up having seven units of blood. Oh, wow. But while I was laying there, and my husband was there because he was always there when I gave birth, yeah. and he had such a look of fear on his face, and I told him, don't worry, it's okay. Everything's going to be fine. And I just knew that... I didn't have anything to worry about. I mean, I may have been hemorrhaging and mm -hmm. they were trying to stop the bleeding. And, you know, eventually the next day or later that day, I don't remember now, but I lost a lot of blood. But I never, I never felt worried or fear that I wasn't going to make it. Yeah. And I tried to calm him and say, it's okay. Yeah. You're, I'm going to be fine. So I just felt that it wasn't my time to go. God, God is in charge. and I mean, I may not know when I am going to go, right. but I knew that wasn't it. That yeah, was okay. not the time. Good. So I, I guess I had some trust in God. Yeah, very good. And so why do you live in the Philippines? We... My hus my first husband had a government contract with Ford Aerospace, okay. and we had an opportunity to go to a foreign country, and we jumped at it. Okay. And we were there for four years, and we ended up leaving when in 1991 when Mount Pinatubo erupted. Oh yeah. Right outside of Clark Air Base. Okay. We because we didn't live on the base, but we lived. Right 
right outside. He worked on the base at the, you know, for the Air Force. He worked out there helping um, electronically track the jet pilots when they were doing training. Oh, okay. And he ran the electronic stuff on the ground to help them learn how to do it better or something. I don't know. (laughs) The electronic thing. Yeah. Years and years ago, that was in 1987 when we went over there. Okay. And we witnessed a um, presidential coup. Oh, yeah. And two of his co-workers, or, yeah, two of his co-workers were murdered by um, terrorists. Oh, no. While we were there. Yeah. We experienced a major earthquake that was, I don't know, like a 7.2. And then when the um, volcano erupted, that was an experience. (laughs) That was quite the experience. And yeah, yeah, I thought at the time, because the typhoon was coming through at the same time when the volcano erupted. Mm -hmm. And it got dark about 10 o'clock in the morning and wasn't light again until the next day. And I... I always, I thought I had the f- thought. Wow, this must have been like when Jesus Christ was crucified. Yeah. And the Nephites experienced rumblings and darkness and thunder and lightning, and it was dark for a period of time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That I thought. Wow, that must have been terrifying. Oh yeah. I mean, because I knew what was going on, but. Uh-huh. They didn't know. Yeah, yeah. They had no idea. It's just, and it rained ash like crazy. I mean, it, and it turned into like wet cement. Oh no! And there was about a foot of it by yeah. the time it was all said and yes. done. And landscape, we couldn't. I couldn't hardly recognize anything. Yeah. Even right down the street, it was just. Yeah, it was crazy. Huh. That's pretty wild. Yeah, it was. Enough's enough. Yeah, and my husband wasn't even there at the time. He was he he was on remote in Alaska, so it was just me and the six kids by ourselves, (laughs) and we had no no contact with the base or military because we weren't military. Yeah. So. Well, I bet he was panicking though, wasn't he? Oh, he He was. I have to say, he pretty much came unglued just because he was so far away and yeah, and yeah. literally could do nothing all he could do is yeah. hear on the news and try to i mean yeah i guess yeah. it was pretty devastating for him yeah. not knowing mm-hmm. whether we were going to make it out alive i mean really yeah it was a major eruption it was one of the most major eruptions in the 20th century oh, goodness. so yeah I didn't. I don't think I want to go through that again. But <laughs> yeah, definitely not. All right, uh, the Rockwood Ward. What do you love most about the Rockwood Ward? I just love the Rockwood Ward. Yeah. Every. I mean, I've gotten such a feeling of love and friendship there. More than I ever in other any other ward I've ever been in, and I've yeah. been in a few. Mm-hmm. I've just felt so comfortable and welcomed. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's just amazing. I don't know whether it's me or them or both. Or a combination. A yeah. combination, yeah. but 
I just love this ward. Yeah. I want to go to every <laughs> activity that I yeah. can and exactly. and be in the company of everybody that's there. Yeah. Going to baptism tonight. Yep, I'm hoping to. Yeah, good, good. Me too. <laughs> I would like to. I mean, I've kind of got a little bit of history with Riley and Michelle, yeah. and that's great that he's coming along so fast. I didn't think he was going to get baptized anywhere near this soon. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. that's great. Amazing what can happen, right? Yes, it is. All right. So, if you could have any calling <laughs> you choose, what would it be and why? I do not have any favorite calling. Yeah. Um, I have never turned down a calling. Okay. I don't think I would ever turn down a calling. Yeah. And I've tried to do the best that I can. I think the one I liked the best, though, was teaching gospel doctrine. Okay. But I don't know that it would be my favorite. I yeah. I enjoyed it. Okay. And I felt like I was learning a lot, probably more than I was teaching. Yeah, that's usually I'm how sure. it works, right? And probably that's why I liked it, because uh, I was learning yeah. So much, and it was making making me study. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, force you to get but there the isn't. I haven't ever sat and thought, "Oh man, I wish I could do that," or "I wish yeah. I could do that." This, <laughs> uh, the calling I have now. I've, I think I was a Relief Society teacher before. I'm, I'm not sure. So this is kind of my first. Well, visiting teaching. Yeah. But. Um, in the presidency, this first time I've served in Relief Society. So. Okay. All right, that going, going well so far? It's going good so far. We'll see. Just I, one little stint of it and then kind of Yeah, now I'm kind of, I started and stopped, and now we're starting again. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see how that works. I'm sure yeah. it'll be great. It's always fun getting a different president. And yeah. Kind of take a different direction for a minute. Yeah, and I don't know Catherine very well. Yeah, she's awesome. So Remember. I'm sure I will. Yeah. But you're a little prejudiced. Well, that's true. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to getting to know her better. And yeah. I will miss Kelly and Mary, though. Yeah. But yeah. it it's all good. That's exactly right. Okay, so if you could send a message 100 years into the future for your posterity to hear, what would that be? Just... I would want them to know that I know God and that He loves me. And I want them to know that I know that. Yeah. I think I couldn't think of anything more important or more profound yeah. for, I mean, I can imagine. Yeah, I would just, if somebody a hundred years from now was one of my ancestors, I would want them to know that. Yeah. Yep. Simple message, but like I said, profound. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. Not that I had six kids or two marriages or, you know, a ton of money or anything else. Because, uh, you know, that I don't know that those are that important. Yeah. But I would like them to be able to know that I had a testimony and that I knew God yeah. lives. Very good. All right. So what other 
stories would you like to tell? Or what else do you want to just tell? Oh, gosh, I think yourself? I probably told way too much. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I think I've told people, but I have 26 grandkids. Okay. Which equals my mother. She had six kids. I had six kids. Yeah. And I have one great-grandchild. I love all of my kids so much, and I'm so glad that they don't live with me. <laughs> that I haven't had to have any of them come back and live yeah, with me or, yeah. you know. I mean, they're all good, responsible, yeah. loving adults Wonderful. that are doing the best that they can, I think. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. some of them could do better. Yeah. But yeah. you know what? That's always the case. Though. I love them anyway, and, and they're great adults. Yeah. They're great people that I'm so glad that I know. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I love living in Tennessee. Yeah. I'm so glad that I'm retired. It's the best. <laughs> Whole different life, right? It's the best, yeah. yep. How long have you been living here now? Um, it'll be four years in August. Okay. So. All right. So after retiring in 2018, then came here? Yep, yeah. right after. I mean, the day we retired, we moved out of our house and hopped on the road about two weeks later and yeah. never looked back. Okay. All right. So. And your husband's name is Bill? My yeah. husband's name is Bill, my second husband, and we've been married since 2007. Okay. He has, six, he has two sons and a daughter that passed away when she's only 10 months old. Oh, no. But he has two yeah. sons. One lives in, uh, well, they both will live in Washington. One yeah. is a English professor, and the other works for a Whitworth, Whitworth College in Spokane, Washington. And they, okay. they between them, they have he has six grandchildren. Okay. So his oldest yeah. has just just started school at WSU uh, this past fall. So. That keeps us busy. Yeah, definitely. It does. Okay. But life is good here. Yeah. He doesn't like it so much, but <laughs> I do. <laughs> he's, I think he's glad, though, that he has one aunt that's still alive okay. that lives in Atlanta. So oh, he's okay. so happy that we're close enough we can go visit because he hasn't, hadn't seen her before we got here for... I don't know, since he was young. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, okay. that's great that he has a little bit of family here. Yeah. So, but we love to go travel, and we love football and basketball, and I don't know. That, that's about it. Okay. <laughs> well, that's all the questions we got, isn't it? Yep, that was the last question. Yeah. Not too bad, right? No. Well, there you have it. I really hope you enjoyed this uh, little interview with Sister Heineke. She really is awesome. And uh, I really appreciate her reaching out to me and, and offering to, to take part in this interview and to sit down with me and take the time and, and talk more about her. So it was really great getting to know her. And if you want to be on the podcast also, please reach out to me and I'll get something scheduled with you. So thank you so much and hope you have a wonderful day.